Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning with Pastor David Miller. And we're uh, kind of excited to uh, talk to you about this particular uh, episode this morning, and we hope that it'll be a blessing to you throughout your day today and throughout uh, the rest of this week. And we're going to be talking to you uh, this morning from a portion of scriptures found in the book of Second Chronicles, chapter number 20, and I'm going to read three verses here. First of all, uh, verse number one, then we're going to go to verse 15, and then verse 17. In verse number one, the Bible says, it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. So then verse number 15 says, and he said, hearken ye all Judah ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou, King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. One more verse, and that's verse number 17, and that verse says, ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Now, I kind of thought that was significant. He didn't say, you don't need to fight this battle, but rather you don't need to fight in this battle. So definitely there is a battle that is going to be taking place. He just told God's children they did not have to fight in that battle. Rather, he says, set yourselves Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord uh, with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. So this morning, I'd like to talk about uh, and use for a title of this episode here today, I'm going to talk about when battles turn into blessings, when battles turn into blessings. And uh, if you notice here in the very first um, verse that we read to you says that Ammon and Moab and others came out against Jehoshaphat to battle. And I think everyone that's listening to this podcast uh, would certainly agree with me that we do face battles from time to time. Some of them are great battles. And we may look at the time being and say, how could anything uh, good or how could I be successful? Or uh, I, don't, I don't know what good can come out of this. And it seems like the battle is just such a, uh, looks like when we look at it initially, it looks overwhelming, like there's just really not much of a chance for us. 
But if there's a few things I want you to notice, and we'll go through this chapter with you here. Now, verse number uh, two said, they came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, there comes a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. And so they begin to tell him, there's a great number. There's overwhelming odds coming up against you. And naturally, Jehoshaphat in verse number three, done like a lot of people would do when you hear that you're facing uh, overwhelming odds uh, in a in a battle of whatever sort or whatever kind of battle it is. The Bible said that he feared. And uh, not only did he fear, but the Bible said he proclaimed a fast, and he set himself to seek the Lord. So even in his fear of this oncoming battle that was headed his way, he sought the Lord and proclaimed a fast. So when when the devil comes up against you and the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord is able to lift up a standard against him. So we know that. We know that today. So uh, the first thing he done after that initial fear, he sought the Lord. He prayed and declared a fast. And then verse number uh, four, the Bible said he gathered uh, all Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. And they began to pray. It said they came out of the cities and they came from everywhere to seek the Lord. Now, there's no doubt there is a battle headed their way. No doubt about it. But they're praying about it. They're seeking God about it. And the battles you may be facing this morning or this coming week, no matter of what sort or what kind of a battle that it is, if you'll seek the Lord, if you'll pray, and if you'll ask, as verse four said, help of the Lord. I believe God will come to your rescue. Now, if we skip down to uh, verses six through 12, we see a prayer that Jehoshaphat made. He stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem and in the house of the Lord before the new court. So first, or, or the next thing he done, excuse me, he went to church. He went to the house of the Lord. What do we do when we're in a struggle, when we're in a battle? We certainly should seek the Lord's help and pray, and fasting never hurts, but we need to go to God's house. Never stay away from church in the midst of a battle from your enemy. And begin to pray and say, Oh God of our fathers, uh, art not thou God in heaven? the rules over all kingdoms, even of the heathen. And he goes on, he said, and in thy hand, is there not might, is there not power that none is able to withstand thee? Then he goes on to uh, talk about all the victories they won through verses seven and, and so on. And he tells in verse eight, that when evil uh, uh, had come upon them, pestilence, judgment, famine, whatever it was. He said, we stood in this house and in your presence and cried to you in our afflictions. Uh, 
And he said, we know that you'll hear and be our help. So here, he is calling out to the Lord. And I like what he said in verse number 10. Notice verse number 10. This is significant in our story today. He said, Lord, he said, now behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom you would not or thou wouldest not let us invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. It said, but they turned from them and we destroyed them not. So he's saying there was a a day that we could have destroyed them. There was a day we could have fought and and just uh, obliterated all of them, but you did not permit us to invade. He said, look now, Lord, how they've rewarded us. Verse 11, look at what they've done. This is our reward because we didn't invade them, because we did not fight against them. Now they've come out against us. Uh, to try to uh, kill us. And he said, this is a great company. And I like the ending part of verse 12. They said, there, there's this great company comes against us and neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. So they said, God, we don't know what to do with this oncoming inevitable battle that's facing us. What should we do? Then they followed that up by saying, but our eyes are upon thee. And that's the whole key. They didn't know how to handle it, but they said, God, we're looking to you. Our eyes are on you. And the Bible said the Levites and so on, uh, while in, in the house of God, the spirit of the Lord came upon them in the midst of the congregation And they begin to speak out and say, fear not, don't be dismayed by reason of this great multitude. And here's the second time. The first time we read there were in verse number one, when they said uh, that they've all come out against us to battle. But now in verse number 15, they said they're here coming out against us But we're not going to fear because the battle is not ours, but God's. I want to say to you this week, whatever battle, whatever trial, whatever comes against you throughout this day, this week, or in the future, if you will just give it over to Jesus and trust him and believe him and realize that this battle is not yours, but it's God's. That's how verse number 15 ends. I'll read it to you exactly. For the battle's not is not yours, but God's. And he said, tomorrow when you go down and they, they'll come up by the cliff of Ziz and you'll find them at the end of the brook. He said, you know, God actually told him, said, I'm gonna tell you exactly where they're gonna be hiding, laying in wait. But still, in verse number 17, ye shall not need to fight in this battle. So first of all, they're making God aware in verse one, there's a battle coming, Lord. They're coming against us. Secondly, the Lord reassures them by the mouth uh, of Jehoshaphat the king 
saying, this battle's not ours, but it's God's. And now in verse 17, he said, you don't even need to fight in this battle. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. So this morning, folks, sometimes I think we try to go fight that battle by ourselves. But if we would just wait on God and trust God, we might find out that battle could be turned into a blessing. God could take uh, your battle and cause it to be a blessing. I believe that. And he said, stand still, still and see the salvation of the Lord. For tomorrow, go out against them and the Lord will be with you. And I like, I like verse number 20. Verse 20 said, when they rose up early in the morning and they went into the wilderness of Tekoa, as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. And I want you to listen to this. Everyone listening to me today, take notice of this. Believe in the Lord your God and ye shall be established. Believe in his prophets so shall ye prosper. So when the battle's coming, I'm telling you that God can take your battle and turn it into a blessing. And you may say, how can it be? Well, believe the Lord and believe God's prophets. Believe the man of God. Believe your pastor. Believe what the word of God says. Don't allow the enemy to tell you that God's not going to fight on your behalf because he is and he will. And what a battle plan. Verse 21, after he had had a consultation with the people, he took his worship team, if you will, his choir, if you will, and he appointed singers to the Lord that they should praise the Lord, uh, praise the beauty, rather, of his holiness, and also praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. How did they fight that battle? They fought it with a song of praise, a song of worship. And their, their, their praise was for the beauty of holiness and for the mercy of God that endures forever. God began to move for them. And the Bible said that they uh, rose up against each other and began to slay and destroy each other. They killed one another until there was none left. And then verse number 25 said, Jehoshaphat came to take the spoil, and he found of them in abundance both riches and precious jewels. So God took their battle and made it a blessing. They was worried about their very lives. They was worried about survival. But God fought the battle for them without one person having to shoot a arrow or take a spear or to take a sword and draw it out against any person. God 
moved for them until there was nothing but dead bodies. Bible said in verse 25 here, but they came upon the scene and there was jewels and riches. Notice verse 25, the latter part. There was more riches than they could even carry. They had to spend three days trying to gather up the spoil. I don't know how long it took them to actually take it back uh, to their camp. They spent three days just gathering it up. And the Bible ended verse 25 by saying it was so much. So God turned their battlefield into a blessing. I want you to know this, this morning, everyone that's listening, God can do that for you. Uh, no one that I know went through greater battles than Job. Job, in the book of Job, you can read he lost, he had 10 children, all of them he lost in death. Job also lost all of his livestock, all of his possessions, all of his livelihood. He also lost the respect of his own wife by her saying, curse God and die. And he lost his health. But one thing he did not lose, and that was his integrity. Actually, he used those words. If the skin worms devour, de, devour my body, rather, he said, yet in my flesh, I'm going to see God. He had that faith. When his friends came, and for several days didn't speak a word. But when they began to speak, they began to speak to him in a fashion of accusing him or whatever, of why has all this befallen you? But we know that it was just that the Lord had allowed the heads to be let down for a season. But Job trusted God, Job believed God, and the Bible said in Job chapter 42, verses 12 through 17, so the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. How in the world could we say that? Well, God gave him twice as much of all the possessions he owned, 10 more beautiful children, and God gave him health that is able to live another 140 years. I don't know what kind of battle you might be facing later on today, or even now you might be facing it, or throughout this week. I only know this. If you'll seek the Lord and pray and trust God and believe the prophet, believe your pastor, believe the man of God, I believe God's gonna take your battle and turn it in to a blessing. So you may say, I'm really looking out uh, for the battle that's coming. Instead, why don't you say, I'm just wondering how I'm going to carry all the blessings back home. I believe God's got a blessing for you. I feel it in my spirit even now that God's going to turn your battle into a blessing. It's been so good to be with you here on this podcast this morning. And this is Pastor Miller saying, go with God. And I pray you have a great rest 
of your day.